Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old man Grognard here. Hope you're doing all well. All doing well. Well, I used to be able to speak. Anyway, yeah, nice, beautiful day out. I'm working on some stuff. Um, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to get a game going. I'm I'm doing the the usual, you know, reading reviews and other stuff like that. Also doing Inktober this year. But I'm really I got to get back to the table. Online's nice, but I got to figure out a way to get back to the table, get people back to the table. If it happens, I'll let you know. Anyway. Well, today I wanted to talk about GM presentation. And it doesn't sound as bad as all that. I mean, I'm not Miss Manners or anything like that as far as the Miss Manners of the role-playing game industry. God knows no. I'm just an old grognard trying to, tell, trying to give you a benefit of my experience. So we will talk about that after this. Now, what I mean about presentation is how do you relate to your players? And I know that didn't narrow down that meeting very much. So let me try again. I mean, how do you talk? How do you react? And I, this is this is beyond, you know, playing the game, doing the NPCs, all this other stuff. How do you relate to them? I've seen people just talk over everybody's head, and I don't mean like you know they don't understand it. I mean they wouldn't even. I see they wouldn't even look at the players. They just talk. This is going on, and that's going on, and over here, this guy comes up to you, and this and that, and da 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 da, and. That's that's not very connected with the players. They don't feel like that. I don't. I wouldn't feel like I'm part of the story. So the thing is, you got to look at the players. And let's go even further. I've had a small career in radio, and I've went to radio school, and I also did some uh, took some courses when I was in college way back when. And I remember a story they told, and anybody who's in radio or gone through, you know, been to radio or all this stuff, you probably heard this story about Arthur Godfrey. Arthur Godfrey was huge. He was the Oprah of his day, first radio, then television. And they said, when he was in the radio in the 40s and 50s, the, the people on the shows, they'd have these... You know, if it's like a news show or a talk show or whatever, they talk like this. They have this big stentorian. They talk to ladies and gentlemen of the, you know, the, the great the great masses out there listening to me. That kind of thing. My, my audience, you know, listening to me, my audience out there on the airwaves. And things like, like they're giving a speech, you know. Well, he got the idea of not talking to everybody like that. Like they do commercials, you know, if this this uh, product here, this soap, this this dish soap is the best dish soap that you folks will ever use. Da, da, da. It's almost like they're a huckster. It's almost like they're a, a sneaker oil system in some day. This has been proven. Da, 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 da. Arthur Godfrey would do that commercial and he'd go, hey, 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 buddy, or hey, babe. Hey, sweetie, listen, see this, this soap right here, or 
You know the soap I'm talking about? This thing's proven to work. It'll make your life better. It'll make your housework so much easier. Why don't you give it a try? So Brand X soap or whatever it is. And he'd do his show the same way. And now, because he said he wouldn't talk to the masses. He would talk to one person. And I was taught this in radio school. Says, this is what you should do. You should, in your mind, think you were talking to a friend. You're talking to one person, friend, relative, whoever. And they say, hey, so, you know, next we got up and, you know, they do it like that. Or even, you know, okay, we've got the doors coming up. You want to hear that? I'm going to play it right now. That kind of thing. And I really think that a lot more people, if they don't do it as a game master, should. This is another performing thing that's going to help you in the game. So when you're talking to the players, don't just, well, in this, in, last time we were here, you guys, da, 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 that's fine for a recap. But when you get into the game, I mean, you should be doing things like, okay, here's a set, set up the situations as, you know, you point the players, okay, what are you doing? What are you, or my friend would go, okay, what are you guys doing? And that's probably the worst thing you want to do to a group. Okay. Now, you know, there's a lot of bright players out there, and I have bright players in our games. But and if you if you set up a situation, they will already start coming in with ideas. But if they don't, if you say, "What are you guys doing?" then you either get two, one of two things: you get silence because you go, oh, I don't know, or if they're on the ball, you get three or four people trying to talk at once. So this is what you do. You say, this orc is coming towards you. He does not look, he does not look like he's, he wants to attack you, but he has this funny look on his face and he's trying to come towards your group very, very hesitantly. Then you turn to say somebody on your left here, or even somebody in the back saying, okay, what are you doing? He's looking straight at you. What are you doing? And you're talking straight to that person. Now, once again, that may put them on the spot, but it's okay. If they don't exactly know what they're doing, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be hard on them. I'm not going to, you know, okay, fine. You don't know what to do. Come on. What are you doing? You know, that kind of thing. I'm not going to be that way. If he doesn't know what to do, he says, okay, fine. I turn to the next guy. What are you doing? This, this orc is about 10 feet away from you guys now. What are you going to do? And if there are any kind of bright players, they'll tell you. Not that the first guy wasn't bright, but, you know, that's, that, that's how you suck the, that's part of the reason how you suck them into the story. You make it personal. Making it personal is the most important thing. And that's one way to make it personal. Talk to individuals. See, yes, you have to talk to the group once in a while. It's just, okay, everybody roll for initiative. You're not going to go, okay, you roll for initiative, you roll for initiative. No, you, everybody roll for initiative. That, that's talking to the group. But, you know, keep it personal. It's easier to do if you're in a, an encounter. If you're in a combat situation, you're going to go, okay, uh, I usually count, I just count down from 10 to 1. And, you know, they say, me, I like doing that better than writing down. And I know in 5th edition they do, um, and my friend Matt does this with Mythgarther because it's based on 5th. They'll do, like, encounter initiative. Well, they get, you get encounter at the top of the initiative, and then they stay that way. My Monday group, Carlos and I, like to 
just have everybody roll for initiative and then count down from 10 to 1 or 6 to 1 or whichever die you're going to use. Because to me, that keeps people involved in the game. They for, they don't, you know, I mean, I know, you know, encounter initiative is great because you go, okay, I go after this guy, so I got to put, that's fine too. But I find that just counting down and letting them worry about it and re-rolling every, every turn keeps the players involved in the game. So it's easier to do that in an, in an encounter situation where you can go, okay, uh, fours, four. Okay, what are you doing? You point to them. What are you doing? It's easier that way. It's easier to do that. But you've got to keep that momentum going in the non-encounter parts of the game. So talking to individual people a lot and looking at individual people a lot does that. It's also easier to, it's easier to draw out the shy ones that way. If you turn to them and say, okay, the, the orc is, looks like he looks, he's looking for help. The shy guy, what are you doing? He's one of the first. I got a friend in the Monday game, Jimbo. He plays really good characters. They're great battle, battle guys, but they don't talk much. Or he, he does, but you got to kind of, and Jimbo, I don't, I'm not dogging you or anything. I'm just saying you gotta, you got to give him a little space. You got to. Because sometimes I feel that when I'm running the game and Jimbo's in it, I feel like everybody forgets about him. Everybody knows he's a good fighter. He's a valuable, he's a valuable member of the company. But because he's so quiet. So when I'm running a game, I try to make a point every once in a while. I say, okay, Jimbo, what are you doing? Or something like that. Because it's not he's not shy or anything like that he's just a quiet guy and you know there are times he's he's done some great role playing too he really has uh that two-year fifth edition game we did curse of strad uh tomb of annihilation he did some great stuff because he had this magical weapon that was interesting to say the least but he has done a lot of a lot of interesting things, but like I said, I you just gotta give him. A, you give him a little space, he'll fill it. He, he's great with that. But anyway, I think you get to the point. Talk to people. Don't talk to the group. Talk to the group when you have to, but talk to the people as much as possible. Anyway, I gotta go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard@gmail.com or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. And we are monetized, so it's a little 99 cents a month. You, too, can help support this program. Now, thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan Dorji, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Soares, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Daniel Reynolds, Dan Gregg, Benjamin Brodell, Jason, John Allen Large, and Michael Tompkins. Thank you, guys. And don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, Big John Allen Larger's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tenkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.